What is going on? How you guys doing? This is Jamel again. Um, back to you with episode two already. I know God was just really putting it in my heart that we just need to keep pushing, keep going because I just got so much energy and so much motivation that he's giving me. I'm like, why stop? So I'm just keeping it pushing. Uh, my heart could talk episode two when I got a special lady that I said I was going to bring to you guys. This is Mama Bear. What's your name, Mom? Hey, this is Tanisha. What's up, y'all? Um, you guys always talking about how cool <laughs> she is. You know, oh, I ain't gonna lie. I don't see it as much as y'all do. Whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's here in the flesh. And um, a little tradition that I just wanted to just create before we got into it. Every person I bring on here, I just want to just exchange a comment, a compliment to them just to make their day, just to show Aww. love. So, thank you, uh, Mom. One thing that I really like about you is that you're just so, pers- you're just so perseverant, um, and you just—is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's keep, you're just you're just always pushing. I feel like you always find you just instill this will to always be working. You know, always be doing something and never just be on your butt. I mean, you're always just keeping a push, no matter what's going going on in life. You're always trying to make a way. Keep going. Just keep going, you know. And I feel, and you are a warrior. So, oh, yeah. thank you, son. Love you. Thank you for that. Uh, do you have a compliment for me? Absolutely. Okay, it's a we exchange them. Oh, exchange. Sorry, <laughs> you know, I was sitting here uh, marinating in that compliment. <laughs> Give me a moment here, okay? No, but um, so the exchange that I would like to exchange back with you, since you said you can't see it. But it's absolutely um, something that you have taken on and possessed the ability to, you know, um, to, to, I always say serve people. You know, you love people hard and you're a servant of people. You, you want to, you, you, you have that heart like me. I love to spread joy and happiness to other people and make their, make them have a happier day or a better day. And I love that about you. I love uh, the spirit smile that you had you had it since you were a little baby just this smile of joy just smiled for no reason everything make made you happy and i still feel like you possess that gift to smile people don't know a smile is contagious and it can go such a long way and you smile so big that you touch the hearts of people and you intrigue people and you make them um you're you make them interested in wanting to know who is this big guy behind this giant smile so your smile is as big as your heart and i love that about you wow okay i'm not gonna lie i was not expecting that thank you i really appreciate that um (laughs) so i just just give a little brief summary about you know what you do um just who you are just so they don't not talk to a stranger you know well um like i said before my name is tanisha and i am a mother of two of course, you guys know Jamel, possibly. And if you don't, you will get to know him. He will be big. And I'm speaking that his name in his life. I'm speaking that in his life in the name of Jesus. And I have a daughter as well. I feel like they both have big personalities. That was very important for me, for them too. Okay, I'm not going to get off topic because I am a you talker can, too. You can. But I'm yeah. saying that was very important for me to raise my children up to um, know how to socialize with people. I would take them to the park when they were little. And I had this rule with them from the time that they were little at the park. My only rule was, if anyone ever gives you eye contact, you must speak to them and say hello. <laughs> and and both of them would come up to me, Mom, Mom, 
they didn't say anything back to me. And I would say, it's okay, baby. It's probably because they were shy. Everybody's, you know, not not bold enough. And that's why I want you guys to be bold enough to speak first so that they would eventually get comfortable enough, you know, to speak back. But that was really important for me so that they wouldn't be uncomfortable speaking to people because I knew God had great works for them in their lives. And uh, it's crazy because, like, now that I'm older, Every single time, like, I make eye, ca- eye contact with somebody, I get conviction because I know, like, I always grow up, like, always saying hi, so I get conviction. I'm like, all right, I got to say something to them by the end of the night. Yeah. Especially if That's I... Good. And I feel, I feel like it's always awkward when you know them, but you don't, like, know them like that. Like, yeah. you know of them. Exactly. But you guys, like, never, like, met like You just that. always see each other in exactly. passing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. So, yeah. But, but people don't know, like, that will take you a long way in life. It, it's like a networking tool for you to, because you never know who's in your pre- presence. You yeah. never know how you and another person can collaborate to make a big change in this world. So I just feel like the only way you can know to get out there is a network with people, talk to be people, meet people, because sometimes there's people out there that are skeptical about meeting new people, and then they feel um, amazing about basically, you know, getting an opportunity to meet someone new. And sometimes that will open them up to meet more people as well, just being an example. But let me finish talking about who I am as well. So like I said, I'm, I'm a mother of two. Um, I, I love people. Um, I, I, so I have, I'm a hairstylist. Um, and so I used to want to be a teacher. I used to want to be a counselor, which Now that I'm older, I realize both of those things that I always wished I could do. Um, And I also wanted to be a judge, too, when I was younger. So (laughs) you never um, told me that. Why do you want to be a judge? Yeah, that was the first that was the first thing I ever wanted to be. And I never forget it. I was like, I want to be a judge. You know, I want to, you know, I I just always felt like I wanted to be a judge, make that decision, because I always like hearing people's stories and coming to my own conclusion. And my mom told me when I was younger, this is this kind of got me off of ever wanting to be a judge. She said, in the Bible, it says you, sh- you should never judge God people. Is, yeah, God is God. the only one should yeah. judge. And I was like, oh, so I can't be a judge anymore. That is the first thought. Then, right? Yeah. Then I always wanted to be a teacher. And then, uh, and, and, and you know, as adults, what's so crazy is you have to be very careful when you're dealing with young people and you're an adult because you don't understand how much of a um, effect you can have on their lives or how much Ooh, they look say, up to say you. Say it again. Say right? It again. You never know how much they can look up to you. <laughs> so with me, um, an adult was like, you want to be a teacher? They don't make any money. So I was like, whoop, that's out the door. I can't be a teacher because I really want to make a lot of money. I've already seen what it's like being poor for way too long in my life. So that's not an option. No. And then so the other one um, that I wanted to be is I wanted to be a counselor because even from the time that I was younger, like I know that everybody always felt comfortable to share like their most sacred or secret um um, think the the most you know private things that they ever experienced in their lives, and they always felt comfortable talking with me, and I always felt like I just had great advice to give them about things that they should do, right? And I always like really loved, even though like it hurt my heart to hear sad stories. I always loved listening to people's problems, and so that's what I said I wanted to do. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. Once I became a hairstylist, I was like, no, no, man. I'm cool. I don't want to be no counselor, man, because people telling me they problems and they ain't paying me enough. Man, I'm doing your hair, not your problems. But 
No. I feel so, like being a hairstylist is pretty much. It is, <laughs> but I'm not getting paid. That's my stuff. Like I'm doing, I'm doing one, I'm doing one volunteer job in one job I'm getting paid for. Cause I ain't getting paid this counseling sessions you got going on here. No. So, um, I think the hardest part about the counseling sessions with being a hairstylist is I haven't been giving the training to, um, learn how to, uh, disassociate my feelings and my emotions and kind of get over, you know, the sad stories that I hear, because like I said, I'm a lover of people and I'm a carer. And so sometimes I don't know how to let that go. And I've learned to pray for them to let that go. But some of the stuff like it touches home and it touches my heart to hear sad stories, you know, but at the end of the day, I always tell myself, sometimes you never know how you can help someone because sometimes people have no one to talk to at all. They, you know, they feel like, even though of course you should go to God, but I'm saying some people, they don't even have their family. They don't even have friends. They have nobody to let out their troubles with or yeah. come to for advice. So, um, so I, I still say, say that I appreciate the fact that I can be a listening ear to somebody and, and do my best to give them, you know, words. I always, I try not to like judge their situation. I just try to, um, give people encourage words of encouragement, words of wisdom, and let them know that no matter how hard it looks and no matter how bad the time is that it, you know, it'll always be greater. And I always tell them no matter what, when I look to God, no matter how rough the situation looks, he always He's always gotten me out of my bad situations. So yeah, that, so that's, you know, that's pretty much me. And if you, and if you can tell that other part of who I am is I love to talk. So you, you'll see me. That's, that's where Jamel gets it. (laughs) We are, we're talkers. Uh, But since we, you talked a lot about how like you, there's a lot of people who come in with struggles. So just tell us like, just to like lighten up the mood. Tell us like a funny story that you ever had in the barbershop or something that was just weird. If they are like your a, a consistent customer, I wouldn't talk about Come it in on, case they hush. see it. <laughs> so, um, I know what you mean, but it's it's confidentiality and privacy, so I'm never going to disclose any names. But it's so funny because I always, get, God blesses me with the gift to come up with all these like good ideas of in creations of what I should come up with. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to start getting more disciplined on writing down my, my visions and my ideas down. Cause I've never did it. And like, I've been really disobedient with like listening to so many different strangers and people's even new people. The first time they ever talked to me, they're like, that's a good idea. You should write that down. Like I, that was, that's the one thing I've been disobedient about is not writing down my visions and my, and my ideas. So, um, but, now that I said that, that was for somebody to hear. So y'all better start writing down stuff that you know you're supposed to write down. But um, I had this idea. This was the idea that I should come up with a book called From Behind the Chair. And it's and it would be different stories about I different stories from different clients in their life experiences and the, the crazy things I heard, good and bad. So your question to me was tell you a story, a good one. And a bad one or a funny one, maybe, or what? Maybe something funny, just like in the mood, something funny or okay. something good, you know? Whatever comes to okay. your mind. Okay, so, comes to your you guys, if you guys know Jamel, even though he doesn't tell me every crazy thing, and I know that he's <laughs> matured in life, but 
Something like I'm that. I'm pretty sure he has this like crazy, wicked sense of humor sometimes that's <laughs> off the Richter or maybe kind of nasty nah, a little nah, bit. She's lying. But I'll tell you, you guys could tell me. I When you guys hear this, you guys are going to know what I'm talking about because I got hey, that same weird It's from sense the heart, of okay? It's so from I'll the heart. tell you, it's from the heart. So maybe the funniest like story. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm about to throw myself it's okay. out there like it's that. Okay. But it's cool. Um, the funniest story that I could say, probably the like crazy, funny thing that happens in the salon. Bro, let me tell you something. Like I'm lactose intolerant. Guy. Oh, no. <laughs> so what's so crazy is like, man, like one time, like I don't know, I had some coffee, maybe with some extra, extra heavy whipping cream up oh, in that bad gosh. boy, right? And I was up in there whipping up the client's hair, like whip it, whip it, what, what? So I'm whipping up the client's hair, and all of a sudden my stomach started doing that. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot. So I try to, you know, I'm flexing the cheeks, trying to tighten them up. <laughs> try to hold it in extra tight, like, mm, mm, mm. I'm saying. People, listen. I, wait, I, go ahead. No, I'm people, holding it in. They always, people always act like they don't do that. And I'm like, that's so common. I'm sorry, but I don't know if it's just See, I'm me, one of those I'm ones like, I don't like when people be like, oh, that's so private. That's secret. You're never supposed to tell that story. I don't care. I tell it all. It's whatever. It makes me human. It makes me more open. It makes people more comfortable for yeah. telling me their stories and their secrets probably because I'd be throwing myself under the bus like that, putting myself out there. Yeah. But so I'm up there <clears throat> holding it in like, I don't know, what should I do? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to let this out. It might be the wrong thing, you know? Like, I'm like scared, like, mm, but the bathroom's way too far for me, right? So I'm just like chilling, right? And then I just relaxed because I thought it went away, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like one of those like, quiet deadly weapon ones right and i'm like as soon as i let it go it just smacked me in my face and my nose like boom and i was like what oh my god that's horrible so i immediately grabbed the oil sheen acting like she needed a lot of oil like because i'm trying to disguise the smell and stuff because i didn't let that fart rip and i'm like it's only me and you it's only obvious i'm gonna tell on myself like when it's two people in the room bro if it's not me that was you so don't try to front and try to blame it on anybody else because either I farted or you farted. And I knew I was guilty of that gas. So I started finding some spray I could spray. So I'm acting like I'm styling the client hair. Like, oh, I just need a little bit of oil right here. Shh, shh. But I'm trying to spray it where it's landing by their nose so they don't smell that fart. But that's probably, <laughs> but that's probably like the most embarrassing thing because I'm like, please. like, I, And I'm trying to look at them through the mirror to see if their face like make any kind of sudden moves of like scrunching. Like, ooh, what's that? You know, because when you smell something bad, naturally your face going to just scrunch up real quick. Like, ooh, 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 what was that? That was oh aggressive. Ugh. Yeah. So that was probably like, that's probably like a funny scenario or something like that happened to me in the salon. I do got another one funny in the salon, but maybe I'll tell that some other time. But yeah, that's the funny story, <laughs> an embarrassing kind of story about me I, being in the I salon. I feel like those are way too common for me. I'm <laughs> I not know. Lie. It happens all the time at the church. We just a Putin family. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Thanks. I'm like, bro, did you just fart knowing dang well it was me? Now everybody at church is going to hear that, and bro, they're going to blame you no matter what, even if it ain't your gas. Like, that was Jamil. No, they Jamil. know They know what it smell like, okay? J-Bear. They, they know what it smell like. Oh, uh. no, I hope not. Don't assault my nose like that, please. I said, you guys are disrespectful. 
do me like this. I'm like, whoever farted is disrespectful for messing up my nose like Wait, that. Wait, you fart thin? You say they disrespectful yeah. like it was no, somebody else? No, if it's else? not me, I'm like, yeah, they're so disrespectful for leaving this stench in here, bro. Yeah, I'm, I was I, like, I'm calling them out in the name I'm of like, Jesus. I said, this smel- I said, this smells like somebody specific. <laughs> for I real. I said, I know this smell. <laughs> That's terrible, you know, Say, I'm, somebody gross. <laughs> I'm holding my nose. I ain't playing that. Mm-mm. All right, so um, let's get a little bit more intentional and a little bit more deep. Um, yeah. So this episode, you know, even though we're, how much time are we in? <laughs> we're already 15 minutes yeah, in. We haven't dangerous. even started. Yeah, this is dangerous. <laughs> but this we're, episode. We're a cold combo, for <laughs> um, real. So we're talking about seasons, all right? So okay. basically, my definition, the Jamel definition of seasons is like things that you go through in life. I feel like we all. Think about, like, the seasons like summer, winter, spring, fall, mm-hmm. and, like, the earth changes. You know, winter, you got snow. Summer, you got heat. And I, I ain't gonna lie, it's probably my favorite one, summer. Yeah, Just, I like you know. summer, too, for And real. I feel like when it comes to winter, you, do you like winter? Mm, I, I can't deal with the cold. When my feet get cold, I can't never get warm. Exactly. So, we, so th- what I think about this is, like, we got seasons that we love, seasons yeah. that we hate, seasons right. that's like, I don't even know what to do this season. Like, hurry up and get over with like, I don't even know what to do in spring. It's just spring for me. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, is there certain something special that goes yeah. on during the spring? Not that I know. No, I like spring because I'm looking for a summer. I know summer coming. Oh. So I'm pumped. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Woo, we yeah. got in the cold season. Yeah. So what do you? And when we think about when I think about seasons, first thing that comes to mind is that and like things that God puts you through. And when I hear seasons, I'm like. The first thing I think of is all the bad seasons. I'm not going to lie. Because there is good seasons that we all go through. But the first yeah. thing I think of is all the bad seasons that I went through in the past. Okay. Um, and, like, I feel like in every season, from what I've, from my understanding and from what I've seen, is all for a reason. And he always puts you in a season for a reason. Uh, and before we get deep into seasons, I just want you to give me an example of maybe a past season or a season you're even going through right now. Um... So a past season doesn't matter which kind of season. Doesn't matter. Um, Good, bad. Uh, uh, do you want a story about the season that I've been sure, through, or sure. what? So I don't like. I'm. A, I always like to start off on a lighter note because I just always feel like what. And, and and this is advice for anybody out there that that you're that friend that all you do is always have your bad season stories for somebody that does get a little bit overwhelming and draining, you know, on people because everybody has bad seasons. Not everybody shares their bad seasons, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm one of those ones that I don't often share my bad seasons because I hear about so many bad seasons that I know what that feels like to have all those bad seasons. That's why I think it's really important to, you know, to uh, let your burdens out in prayer because uh, sometimes you don't realize it, but somebody's in a bad season and it's like, it's like they're already getting hit over the head with the hammer or, or beat down. And then you're putting the pressure on them of your, of your seasons as well. So I'm not saying you don't go to somebody that you feel like you feel close enough to be able to talk to about your problems, but I'm just saying always be considerate. So I do like to start stuff off on a lighter note, you know, a little bit more joy, build them up first. I I feel like the only difference we have is like, I'm the type of person, don't get me wrong, I like my dessert first. You know, I like always spreading positivity or something good. Like, I don't want to drop something heavy on somebody Mm -hmm. just from the jump. But I also like to pay attention to where like, if I know they're going through a bad season or something, I don't want to talk about my good season. Because I'm like, 
Okay, it's just, that's good. And the only reason I feel like that is like it's kind of like um, if you know somebody's having a bad day, it's hard you don't for somebody make, to have joy for you when they're in a bad place. That and it's like sometimes it makes them have even a worse day because like why am I having this bad day and he's getting all good all the things good stuff? Coming, to, coming to him. See, but I don't look at it like that. I look at it like when I share my good with them, and it just depends on the person's yeah, state of mind. Does. But you're planting a seed for hope. Mm. So you're giving them hope that man that there's better days. So if I if I if I if I do a little bit of sprinkle of the good season and then maybe throw a little bit of my bad season out there, then it's kind of like I gave them my testimony in reverse. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, boom, here's my testimony, but guess what? I didn't always have this grace right here. Before that grace, I went through boom, now I'm telling them about my bad season, you know what I'm saying? And then they're like, "Ooh. So actually, I have hope. There's a possibility because, dang, I thought what I'm going through was a lot, but they went through way more and still was able to come out on top. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just always try to – I feel like if you have the best intentions with somebody, even though they don't have the facial expressions to show that they appreciate it, I promise you more than likely they're going to come back later when they season change and be like, I just wanted to thank you for that because you gave me that hope. That was that message I needed to hear in that moment, and I feel like – if your heart, if your spirit, if you know, if God's talking to you in the spirit and you finding the urge to share that good seed with them, don't not, don't do not not share it with them because you mm-hmm. thinking all these other negative thoughts, because when you get in that pool on you to share that you, they needed that. And not only does it bless them in return, it's going to bless you as well for being obedient. That's but good. yeah. That's okay. So <laughs> he's looking at me like, wait, okay now. No. So my good season is <laughs> the good season. When I talk about the good season, I'm not even going to go into something specific, but I will say like some of my best seasons are still being hopeful, no matter how bad it looks like on the outside, like being hopeful and continuing to remind myself, like being my own, like my best season is when I'm strong enough to not look to somebody else to encourage me to keep staying strong. But me being strong enough to encourage myself to say, look, I know you're feeling sad right now. I know it don't look good right now, but remember when this situation happened, how God pulled you out and just being patient and sitting and waiting through and fighting through it. Because when you actually stand there and fight through it, that those seasons of um, the seasons you don't like, they're actually intentionally put there in your life to yeah. build you up and make you stronger. You can't get to the next next season without going through the season before. And so that bad season gets you to your next season, which is the good season. And it's crazy how I think about it. This just came to my heart right now. Um, just thinking about my past and stuff, I'm like, my best seasons... Were my worst seasons? Yeah, it's, and like, just let me think. Let me. Or just, they happen when you're coming out of your worst season. Exactly. Let me, like, I'm gonna break it down real quick. So, I feel like I've grown the most through the bad seasons. Yes. When the storms are hitting me, I, and Ooh. once I leave the storm, I feel like I just got this whole crazy growth that I just grown so much because I've just. I feel like when God puts me through this season of just. When I'm just hurting or where, where I'm going through depression, whatever I'm going through, and then I break through that, I feel like it makes me just three times stronger to where the devil yes. can attack me. Yeah, half as half as powerful as he did last time. So I feel like when he puts me through those seasons, he's just training me to be strong 
to where I could just take a tax and just absorb them like they're nothing. Yeah. You know? And to recognize that next time when that bad season is coming, like you could recognize and you can see the storm from afar and know, okay, I see you coming, but guess what? I'm going to have all my gear on and be ready. And I'm going to have joy. Yes. Because I know when you're attacking me, that means you're, I'm a threat. Yes, you know? right? Exactly. You already know. And so I always tell people when they're going through that, look, when you're going through your storm, when you're going through your bad season, instead of looking at it negative, because of course the first natural reaction from a human when they see something that's bad is a negative thought. But turn that negative thought. There's actually a book called The Question Behind the Question, which actually teaches you to take a negative thought, your first natural negative thought, and then ask yourself a question behind that question. How do I take this negative thought and turn it into a positive, basically? And so that's what you have to do when you see that storm coming. You look at it like, oh, my God, I praise God. Thank you, Lord. My blessing is on its way. You got to you got to be joyful and, yeah. and and celebrate and praise God because you know you see that storm, hey, I'm about to have a six pack now cuz after <laughs> this storm, I'm going to be worked out. No, for yeah, real. You yeah. got to look at it like that like, yeah, I'm about to be on top. Seriously. So, um, one of the questions I have because I know I don't know if we have any single mothers inside um, you know, so in, in here but uh just I feel like as a single mother and just growing up I feel like what are some seasons that you feel like as a single mother came or that that came because you were a single mother or just some common ones that you feel like might come to other single mothers? So with me, I'm a, I was a single mom um, raising my two children um, at a time in my life. And um, the crazy thing about it is I, I witnessed my mom being a single mom, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not the same until you actually experience that, yeah. which, you know, I don't wish that on anyone, but um, a uh, part of the biggest part of me seeing my mom being a single mom, you know, for a, 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 a short time in my life was that I was able to recognize these are the things that I don't never want to have to go through. But, you know, sometimes you can't stop that. And I would say some of like the biggest challenges, like the number one challenge, I would say this was the, the thing I always beat it, my, beat myself up as a single mother was feeling like, was I ever doing enough? Was I a good enough mom? Was, was you know, always beating myself up, feeling like, oh, I, you know, questioning, always questioning my parenting skills, like, especially when it came to my children's behavior. Like, I always question my, um, I always question my parenting skills on, based on the different behaviors that my kids have. And I always question, hey, he did this, which was probably they were being bad or being disobedient. Was it was it my parenting that caused them to do that? So, so in the other part, which is I feel like was one of the worst parts, is I felt like it was my job to compensate for the missing parent as a, yeah. as a single parent. Like I beat myself up feeling like I needed to, you know, I needed to try to fulfill the role of two parents even though I was one person. And so I would say that was probably my biggest challenge is um, trying to compensate for uh, being being a father and a mother when I knew I was tech, you know, in reality, I was just a mother. Yeah. Um, and what I'll say, you know, no bias. I feel like you did an amazing job being a dad as a mom. You Thank know? you. I feel like it's it's definitely a lot harder than than just being a mom, 
you know, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just common sense. Yes. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of traits that I had that I've got from you mm-hmm. that like. I don't know. I'm just different, you know. If you know me, you know I'm just like I'm just a rare breed of whatever. Whatever. I don't know. And I say that about myself too. <laughs> I don't know, and I feel like a big part of it was um you only you being there. But I feel like there's a lot of good parts of me, and I'm like I would have never had these, you know. Like um, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I feel like I would have never. I wouldn't be able to love like I do, you know, because I feel like. I'm just thinking, like, as it, like, I know dads and, like, they always talk about, at least for their son, they're like, you know, I'm training my son to be, t- I want him to be tough. You know, I want him to be a fighter. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I just grown up, like, and even with my cousins, you know, um, a lot of my older cousins are like, man, you need to start beating people up or he, you need to be mm-hmm. more tough. And I'm like, that's just not how I am. That's just, yeah. Like, even playing football, like, I would feel bad if some I hurt somebody or I got somebody injured. I'm like, yeah. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why coaches would always yell at me because I, I didn't like hitting people hard and stuff. And they're like, I need you to hit him as hard as you can. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm like, that's yeah. not nice. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I used to teach you guys that, you know. But, yeah, that's like, <laughs> and that's just, the, yeah, the biggest thing I think of. Um, but, yeah, that's just a big wrap of seasons. And just always know that when we when you think of seasons, if you're struggling with a season right now, the only thing I could encourage you with is um, you're going through that season for a reason. Yes. And the biggest thing that I would encourage you with is, like, just sit down and just think for a moment, why is God putting me through this season? Exactly. What does he What does he want me to learn from this? What does he want me to get out of this yes. season? And if you're going through a good season, um, you're like, a lot of times when we go through good seasons, what God wants us to do is give back, you know? Yes. And if, we're, if we get a blessing, he wants us to give a bigger blessing to somebody else, and that's how you get more blessings coming your way. So if you're going through a good season, you need to think about, all right, how can I make somebody else's season yes. better, you know? And I think a lot of times we're leaving, especially with this, like, technology generation and, and, and just technology period, what's going on in the world. I think the biggest thing when you're going through seasons is sitting down and meditating in your season, even if it's bad, even if it's good, because I feel like, like you said, it's for a reason. Are you getting the understanding of your purpose for the season that you're in? And I feel like um, when we're in a good season, we're just living it and we're enjoying it. But I, I feel like even when we're in a good season, sometimes we complain. Yes. And I feel like sometimes, and, and, and this is a big thing. I'm just going to throw this out there. It's, it's, it's a little bit off on subject. It's but, um I was, uh, I always, I'm going to tell you this experience with me. I'm actually going through this right now. And I've had a discussion with some people about this. Cause I like having, I always say I'm not having a debate, but we are having a, you know, we're having a discussion and we can agree to disagree in this discussion. Everybody, everybody's their own individual. So we're all not going to have the same thoughts and we're not going to have the same beliefs and we're all not going to have the same feelings about things. But this, this, I kind of feel like I was raised up to kind of believe you should never be content because being content, meaning you're settling, there's no growth. You're never going to grow anymore from that or anything. Right. And I was having a discussion with, you know, a, a, a new close friend of mine and another person. And he asked me, we, we got in a discussion about being content. And I was like, no, I will never be content. No, I don't want a man that's content or none of that. Right. And he was like, well, that's not good. And I, and so I started being like, wait, what do you mean that's not good? Well, then I don't know about you then, you know, but, but then when he really broke it down to me, I was like, whoa, like, 
that made sense because I'm never content. So he said, if you're never content, then that means you're forever trying to get to that next level, driving yourself crazy, getting to the next level that you can never enjoy any any accomplishments that you've already achieved because you're already thinking about what's your next goal, what's your next thing. So being content does not mean that, okay, I finally got a high school diploma. Now I don't need to do nothing else in my life. I'm content with this. No, it means for that moment in that season, you can just stop what you're doing as far as thinking into that next season, but actually really, really thinking about your season that you're in, really reflecting on your season yeah, that I think you're reflecting in. Is a good yes, word for it. reflecting on your season that you're in. So if you're in a bad season, reflecting. Why do I feel like this season is bad? What makes this season bad? How do I overcome this season? Yeah. Right? And then also, when you're in a good season, doing the same. Reflecting on that season. Because at the end of the day, even when you're being in the bad season, no one ever thanks God for their bad seasons. They just pray out of it. They're trying to pray their way out of that season. But they never thank God and praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this season. Why should they thank the Lord for this season? Because that season is going to make you so much greater. Yeah. So why don't you thank him in advance for your greatness, right? So that's what I, that's what I'm actually, I'm in the season of trying to learn how to be content and grateful for whatever I'm, the current season I'm in and appreciating it. Even when I'm in a good season, I want to really give thanks to God because at the end of the day, Believe it or not, I don't think anyone ever sits there and wakes up and you know how you have a smile on your face or you have a good day. Do you really just sit there and be like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually happy. I feel joy. Like, thank you, God. Like in that moment, like praising him, like, thank you. And if you really praise him hard, when you realize I was actually depressed on, on, on this day or that day, or I actually know what depression feels like, or I actually know what it feels like to feel sad, or I actually know what it feels like to feel lonely. Like you should think you should be so grateful. So be grateful for your seasons that you're in, no matter how bad it looks like on the outside. That's what, that's part of what hope is. Hope is, is like really believing in something that you, you don't see like being hopeful that, that it's going to be better, that it's going to be great. And At the I, end of the day. And I and I see myself a lot of times, you're talking about um, like being in good season, you're just reflecting on it. Um, and you were talking about how you want to thank God, you know, when you're having a good season. Sometimes I get, in yes. this, I get in this state and I know it's bad and I need to overcome it to where I feel like I've got had so many bad seasons in the past. Uh-huh. When I actually get in the good season, I'm like, what? Like, I feel, yeah. I feel kind of like off, like this isn't normal. I'm like, God, wow. I'm in a good season? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sitting here genuinely happy. I'm yeah. like, like this is kind of. I feel a little off sometimes, and I'm like, what? This is not Wow. I feel. Is there like something that I need to? Is there a test that's going to be coming up or something? Yeah. Like I'm always. So you don't even get a chance to enjoy exactly, your good seasons exactly. because you're already, you already contemplating the bad stuff about. Yes, and I and I and don't that's like bad, that. And you got to be careful. That's the that's the plot of the enemy. That's the enemy trying to attack your mind with implanting, you know, putting bad thoughts in in your head. And what people don't understand is your thoughts that you think, you can manifest those into real life. And what you say out of your mouth, the negative things you say 
you can make that be a reality in life. So that's, that's part of like being hopeful as I always tell people is that don't allow you, when a bad thought comes into your mind, immediately recognize it and turn that into another thought. Yeah. Right. Drown that bad thought out with a positive thought when you, and if you feel like you're continuing to have negative thoughts, you need to meditate on that. Why am I having all these bad thoughts and actually start, you know, um, uh, reconfirming positive things, you know, positive thoughts in your mind. I am great. I am successful. I will achieve. I will help others. I will have joy. I will love. I will have laughter. I will discover joy within myself. I will, I will learn who I am and know who I am within God. And after a while, those thoughts will not be able to take over you, over your mind, because you will know who you are and your power. You will know your power because you're so powerful. Think about how powerful you are. You are so powerful that you can think negative and start to have negative things happen. So you're so powerful. You should always know I'm so powerful. I can make my life be full of joy because I demand that to be a part of my life. That's good. Because you have that power to do that. And then another, that's one, one bad habit I have. And I'm, and this is one that I like, this is one that I feel like I've overcome already, but it still sometimes gets me sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'll be in a good season after just coming from this crazy bad season that I've been praying about, asking God like just to help me out get to get through this season. Then He'll give me this good season. I'm like, oh, yep, good looks. All right, peace out. I'll catch you. Yeah. I'll catch you when my bad season oh, comes again. Guilty of that. You know, I like, oh, you gave me this good season, good looks. All right, I'm gonna catch you when when the bad season's back. You know, so that's just when I was like, well, yeah, I definitely need some help with that one. Yeah, but at the end of the day, guess what? The beautiful thing about uh, free will from God and everything and the forgiveness that God gives us is every day is a new day to be, you know, do something better than you yep. did last time yep. or change um, something that you would like to be greater at, you know. So every day is a new day. Don't beat yourself up. I'm, I, I'm a witness to saying that um, I used to be a person that always beat myself up because I was always trying to be a perfectionist and, and perfect, you know, being a better person, but at the end of the day, like we are our worst critics and we can beat ourselves up the most. So don't beat yourself up. And when you start to learn who you are and love who you are, you'll stop beating yourself up and you'll start loving on yourself more than, you know, putting yourself down. That's, that's important, um, thing to, you know, practice in life. Awesome. Well, I think that's a that's a wrap for uh, what? Wrap it on up, for, put a bow on seasons. it. <laughs> hey, um, this is only episode two, guys. Just remember that, y'all. Yes. We're already spitting. Um, and then another tradition I want to add on, other than the compliment tradition, I want to add a bonus question for every person I have. And, okay. And this is one I feel like. Do I get to throw one back at you? Mm, we'll see, <laughs> hey, we'll see how long this one takes. So, um, okay. You know, we live in the city of Kent. You okay. Know? And I don't know if we want to expand this to the city or the the state, but I feel like there's just so many crazy things that are going on in the city of Kent. And I'm just, what's one thing that's really been on your heart that you feel like something that you really wish, or not even wish, because it is something that we could change. What is something that you really need feel like really needs to be changed in the city of Kent? Hmm. The city of Kent. Um, see now, I'm in a different generation. So, so I'm I'm older, of course. So. I'm not your age or even in my teens where I can see more that's happening in Kent. I, I did move to Kent when you guys were little. So I see great change that happened over time Good. in Kent. 
Um, um, some good things when it came to building things up, but some bad things. Um, and so I would say if I had the power to change something in Kent, and, and I'm not going to necessarily say change, I would just say an addition, I would add more things for our young people that are a part of like low income families, yeah. you know, um, and that, or ch more opportunities for people who are, that come from low income families, more opportunities for them to have the same opportunities for family that for kids that come from families that have a little bit more money or a little bit more wealth yeah. and, you know, just, just more activities for them to be able to have, um, instead of getting themselves into trouble or instead of like, you know, doing drugs out here on these streets, I feel like, um, and I feel like I would have more adults interacting from, and more adults from all walks of life, because I feel like not only, um, the adults that, that went to school and have an education to, you know, to go to school to help out young people. But I want also the opportunity to be extended to adults who live that life that might've been ex gang bangers that are gang members that might've been ex drug dealers, because yeah. I feel like they're going to be able to relate. Um, and those kids are going to be able to feel like they can connect with those um, adults on a different level because they've already been there. They've had those experiences so they can go tell them, Hey, I wish I had somebody that came and said this to me because I probably would have went a different route in my life. And so I wish if I could change something, maybe it would be that. Yes. Cause like, um, a student could connect with an adult better if they both didn't have a dad in life, you know, that's just a small example. Yes. Or, or like if they, if they both struggled in school or they both had low income exactly. housing or whatever, you know, like exactly. there's definitely connections there. So I see that. Um, I'll just go ahead and answer the same question. Okay. Um, mine is more simple and I feel kind of, feel kind of crunchy for it. Open the TLC skating ring back up. Right. Oh, I was <laughs> talking about that. I'm like, I remember yes. that was like the most cracking skating yes, ring. Yes, I will say that. It was, hit. the carpet was kind of dirty and smelly, it's but okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's skin. <laughs> yes. Um, and I feel like, that's going to be crazy. Many that, was, that was, that skating ring was popping when I was in I'm high school. I'm trying to go on the okay? way just to skate. We went far <laughs> to go there. We were in Seattle on the CD going to TLC. It was like far, but it was like a skating ring that, oh, we're going to go to TLC because there wasn't, there wasn't skating rings around unless you were going and far And the crazy out. part is like a lot of these, this generation, like a lot of the 2000 babies don't even know about the TLC. I know. I'm a 99, so I know about wow. the TLC. Wow, yeah, TLC skating ring. And that would like, cool. that would get a lot of the, the youth. You know what though? He's saying the TLC skating ring, but guess what I would think, what, what I feel like would be popping if they opened it back up. What? The drive-in theater. Ooh, I yeah. about that too. Hey, the drive-in but do you remember down the hill in Kent how they used to have that big video game in place where you go in there? It was yeah, next to the that. little Mexican Look, restaurant yes, down I know, the hill in Kent. I know all yeah. three of those open, all yeah, three of those, those back up. Those used to all be popping. Those were like the key points to my childhood. I got, <laughs> yo, open that back up, man. I can take a couple girls on dates to the drive-in. You know, we don't got to talk about it over the, over the podcast. I'm done with you. You know what it is. <laughs> I'll take you skating too. It's okay. I think they might have one more driving in Washington, but I'm not sure. I just where that though. <laughs> hey, look, we probably got to drive like five hours or something. <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely those three. They're gonna get the youth out of the streets. You know, it's gonna give them doing something. I feel like a lot of times the reason why the youth and teens are in the streets is because there's nothing to do. We got 
Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> like, like, what we got? Chuck E. Cheese? Well, you got to make the we best. We got a bunch of stores that we can... Make the best of what you have now. We do have what? My boy working at the Y. We oh, do yeah, got YMCA. the Y. We also yeah. got the YMCA. The YMCA just popped open. We're we going to hopefully big things. We're going to figure something out. Yes. You know, hey, we, gonna, we, we got y'all. Don't even trip. Uh, but yeah, that's a wrap. Thank you guys Thank so much. Thank you guys much. so much for coming out and listening to us and kicking it with mom and son, you know? Blessings, blessings, man. man. Can I, can I, can I end my? Go ahead, man. I felt like he started it. Can I end it? No, you can't. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm gonna have my own podcast. Anyways, thank you, thank you for letting us speak through our hearts to you guys. Yes, you know, and uh, just expect the third episode pretty soon, sooner than later, definitely. Um, and appreciate all the support and all the love you guys have for us. And go ahead and tell him if you want his mama to be another guest on this show. You oh, know, for sure. For possibly sure. a permanent no. sit-in, but you know. Maybe, even. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know. If you made it to end, I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys yes, so much. for real. Because um, I don't even know how, how long is this. 44 Ooh, minutes. Whoa, yeah, crazy. Hey, not even mad hey. if y'all even made it here. Because yeah. it's a lot. But. but it's a good thing to be cleaning your room, doing something yeah, to your home sure, or something. And sure. just sitting back and chillaxing and listening to us. So, yeah, thank you, guys, and have a beautiful, blessed day. Yes, peace. Alrighty, peace out.